Hello, welcome to Medicated Mofos with Micah and Jason. It is 10.45 on a Saturday night and just had a lot of emotions tonight to share. Um, we were on a different podcast, one of our favorite friends who has also been on our show, Bumpkin's oh, Brains. It's a, a shameless plug. A shameless plug. That's right, Bumpkin. Bumpkin's Brains, B-U-M-P-K-I-N-Z, B-R-A-N-Z, um, out of Chicago. Yeah, Um, but we just felt like we could continue the show, basically, of those, a lot of emotion, a lot of thought thrown out tonight, so we want to just continue to kind of steamroll that, just... You know, kind of journal our thoughts in any different form. You know, I think one of the cool things is, is uh, last weekend we did uh, Bloody Marys, the Zing Zang. Yep, sure did. And then this weekend we're doing uh, martinis with dirty. Uh, Amsterdam. And dirty martinis. Uh, uh, yeah. It's uh, dry and dirty. Hell yeah. Uh, I BSS shameless plug for uh, Amsterdam Amsterdam yeah, for sure. vodka. We got the hundred proof tonight, which goddamn is wow. It's it so smooth though. It is. It's like one martini and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Very like whew, take your breath away on your first sip, but by the time you finish the glass and you let your olives soak in the pocket, you don't give a goddamn. You know, Speaking I of goddamn. <laughs> Sorry. That was a horrible segue. Well, but. So what happened, happened to us this last week about your nephew? Oh, so we got asked to be Godfathers for Jackson, who's my sister's uh, son. So his nephew, who is going to turn two on June 1st, he's actually be christened in the Lutheran Church on the 31st on Sunday, so we're supposed to go to the service that morning and then birthday party that afternoon and spend the day with the rest of the family. That's pretty cool time right, frame. I mean, like, you can... I don't, I don't ever know what anybody that celebrated their baptism after their first one, but I thought it's kind of cool. It's so close. But I wouldn't even be able to participate in church services. Well, you know what? I'm going to name them it's, 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 And it's fine. You're witness. You're, I mean, you're... You I can't be I a sponsor. Are, I mean... I can't be a sponsor because of religious bullshit, but I can be... His godparent in the spirit of what she wants. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Because her her ask was Would you two of you be godparents? And, and Micah and showed me a, his phone and we were pretty lit that night, but I responded to her and I said, This is Jason and I'd be absolutely fucking honored as fuck. Be Jackson's godparent. 
and the fact that she even included me was one of the highest honors because Mike and I have been together for a minute. It'll be three years in July, but at the same time there's been some tension in his family, maybe from his parents, just because of tradition and a way of school thinking. But his oldest sister and his brother, I think, and his youngest sister see me as being with him for a long time. And in that respect, I totally agree. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so it's just it's just nice and just I don't have that immediate family connection, so although I know that his family in some respects more than his parents more definitively of really Acknowledging us as a couple. His siblings have all been pretty much on board for the moment ago. And his mother and father who have chastised him through his early years and would never call his boyfriend who was always well this is his friend they still do that so and so I mean well we Sometimes, went to dad's well, uh, retirement well, party but it was at the church yeah. rectory so I understand that but but there's always a, a giggle there's always a giggle for some reason <laughs> even though they introduced <laughs> him as my friend <laughs> they but, giggle and everybody goes too because it's so awkward because they're seeing it's his but friend. But your parents have come a long ways and most of the people in any social gathering knows exactly what the fuck that means. Yeah. This is his friend. Okay. Well, okay. He's, he's almost 40 years old <laughs> and this is his friend. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Leslie? Leslie Jordan? Leslie Jordan, that's what I think. Karen Walker. He's my roommate. <laughs> oh, I could just see I could just He's see my and He's hear my him. assistant. He helps me schedule things. He's my roommate. <laughs> No, that's one of the things I've never heard. I've never heard anybody say, yeah, this is, this is my roommate. I've heard, I've heard friends, a friend a lot. No, the one thing, and you know this about me, the biggest thing, the worst thing, the last thing you want to introduce me as, this is a partner. I'm not saying that that's bad for or some, some some uh, you know relationships where it's a partner where it literally is a man and a woman in a relationship and you know they're partners because they're not married they may have a kid or two whatever but 
when you so when you psychologically change it into a gay thought process. See, it's that's hey sex partner. Stop, that's what it comes hey, to. Calm down, because your rant is what people say about LGBTQ couples. But at the same time, I also know an interracial couple from work. It is a white male with a black female and he calls and he always calls her his partner. They're not married. They're not boyfriend girlfriend. It's a they have kids together. So it's no. beyond a boyfriend girlfriend necessarily fiance husband with we're intertwined. We're, I mean, we've already committed that we're not going anywhere. We're partners in life. And in that respect, I do hold that to you. In what? I know that I have my hiccups about being married. I was once. Yeah. And I went totally sick. That was a shit show. And it was. And yet, as much as I can't judge every person that I meet beyond that to those standards, I don't plan on going anywhere either. So in that respect, we are partners. Yeah. I may not ready to say yes, I do, to marrying someone, but in life, you're my rock in every fucking way possible. You have opened my mind and my universe to so many new adventures I can never thank you enough about. And in that respect, you're my partner in life. And I wouldn't change a damn thing about it. Amen. I, I love you a lot. So I hope you understand that. It doesn't have to be negative. That phrase is a label. People want to put it on specific individuals because... Whatever the fuck. I mean, it doesn't even matter how it gets signed. It's one of those... <laughs> Do you mean it in a negative context? And if not, hopefully it was positive. Yeah. So, whew. God damn, that was a... Uh, yeah, what... Okay, I'm going to call my therapist because that was obviously a uh, <laughs> existential moment. Whew, fucking Jesus. Well, you know, it's crazy too because I, I was watching the news and they were talking about uh, what's happening with the medical marijuana, mm -hmm. marijuana industry, period. 
And, you know, when I was in high school... In regards to what? We used, in, in what were oh, you watching? Okay, okay. Um, so... No, it was one of my educational videos I was watching. About? Marijuana. And do well? Just education and, and uh, history. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I just hit one of those walls that if I was a dolphin, you could see my brain fart. Canada's history. Watch a doctor documentary about Oh, weed. yeah, okay. And you know what? They were talking about psychedelics. And I think there's only been one time and we had brownies and we had eaten too, eaten too many. <laughs> when? When we, it was a, like the first time that we had had brownies and How old were you? Just, what do you mean how old was I? I'm, we're talking about you and me. Marijuana. We even could pop brownies. We haven't, but that time, remember that we oh, had the brownies? Oh, the edibles. We had the, the <laughs> okay, brownies, yeah. right? Okay. Okay. Well, I have, to, me, I have to say. You gotta clue me in, because that was a long route around the outskirt of. How do you okay. figure? You're gonna listen to this later and. You said we made brownies. We made brownies. God, when we... We bought them. When we bought the brownies. Okay. <laughs> well, that was that the was first... That was the only time that we, we've done it, like, for a weekend. Like, we've never gone out and been like, hey, it's the weekend, we need to get high. Because you know, it's, it's, for, it's for pain, and it's to, like, just be able to come home and... Number one, hundred percent, completely. Like my brain is on fire. Ninety-eight percent of the fucking day. Fuck and to know. have something like marijuana that takes that edge out of my head, where I go from just you know that <sighs> computer, the CPU unit that slows right the fuck down because it's at ninety-nine percent and it's sitting there blinking at the bottom right of your screen. On the taskbar. That's what my brain is all the time. So when I have this, it's able to just chill me out and just let me breathe without having all this shit in my head. I don't know. I've never been able to calm this shit in my head until now. That's thinking about THC is because... CBD and THC have two totally different functions. CBD is to help the body. THC is to help the mind. And some people need one, some people need both. And that's the secret of where do you fall in that scenario? Do you have chronic pain? And do the CBT, CBD more enriched than THC? And then sometimes it's just because if the pain isn't controlled by CBD, then you have to reach out to the THC side because 
it just compensates and parallels the effects and the, the points of what the CBD doesn't do. And people don't realize that because people have chronic pain. CBD can only do so much. And it's, it's helpful. It's not even manageable. But you have the benefits of CBD and then also the effects of THC, which also help numb some of the neuroses in your brain and the stimuli that says, I'm connecting with the PowerPoints in your nerves. And it just kind of shuts that down for even 15 minutes to 45. It's just a release that some will never, ever fucking understand. I'm I sorry. I went right, way down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but at the same time... Well, no, and the reason I brought it up is because it's... I'm seeing on the news that everybody... It's weed. They're trying to get high. No. No. We are not. I will also hang unless marijuana. Okay. Let's go back. What did I, what report did I read you this morning? Marijuana There's a team yeah. of Canadian scientists who are testing cannabis options to either prevent and or vaccinate COVID-19 people. How fucking awesome would that be? Because... This shit that they, they fucking... Put people in jail for. People will eat fatty tissue when they're high, and it will cause the COVID disease to draw towards that specific cell structure as opposed to being high. Because it's looking for a higher ratio content of fat. That's that kind of a gateway to how it spreads. Wait, don't use the L word. Because then people are going to think the G word connected to... Fuck that. Yeah. But this thing is like... Gateway. Shit. In... I guess who would have ever thought that cannabis could have been a vaccine base or cause for... <laughs> Curing the COVID-19 virus. I swear to Jesus, if this happens, I will all day, every day, smile from fucking ear to ear because all those right-wing conservatives who said marijuana shouldn't be allowed and yet the populace voted said, fuck you, we've seen the benefits of people on the spectrum, people who have had seizures, people who have specific medical issues. It's, you know what though, it's, re- it's hang on, it's revenue. It's but revenue and it's and it's and it's a way to and it's a way to be racist. Because that's they a Republican ca- view. They they categorized people that smoke view. marijuana. In the larger spectrum it's helped more people than it has not. Is well, of course, health more than has harmed politics. Uh, and you know, tell me how many people have been had a car wreck because they were high. Well, little. 
more people who are high stay at home. They are introverts. Shit, I'm way too lazy when I'm smoking to go drive. Let's go somewhere, yeah. It's such a total buzzkill. DoorDash and Postmates, bitch. But that's the thing. It's like people want to bash someone who uses marijuana for medical issues. Whatever they may be. And yet, I've never unless, so much unless you've known that truth, sit the fuck back and shut the fuck up. Because you have no goddamn clue of what life is like. They ain't got what? Motherfucking clue? Goddamn life. What the fuck is like? When you can tell me that your sciatic nerve doesn't run from the ankle of your foot to the middle of your back and literally cause you almost not to be able to step on the brake of your vehicle and crash into the vehicle in front of you, then we'll talk. Because that has happened more than once. And I can kind of test that. Yep. And I didn't realize... <sighs> he never realized how bad his pain was until we started actually smoking marijuana. And Reiki. And Reiki and getting spiritually connected to different plane... We'll talk about eventually more podcasts. Oh, sure. I I think the the way that we've been able to communicate with each other is something that it's a gift. It really is. It's more of kind of like a Enoch <laughs> an Enoch story towards the Bible. What? Well, you know Enoch. They, they the took, they, they, took out, they took, no, that's, uh... Oh? You know, because the old man no, who ever lived? It, it was... What are you talking about? The Book of Enoch. Use your words. Hmm? Use your words. Well, anyways, it, it would just be a huge freaking just mind explosion. It'd be like scanners people's heads would explode. Okay, you want to do that. It was just a... Yeah. He knocked in the Bible as the oldest man who ever lived. They fought him at 960 years old. And that was before they actually timed human life. So he was almost a century years old. Which then, I'm sure, in essence, probably well, the, story, probably the story of, hey, 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 probably the sci-fi story of the vampires. Well, and you also have being able to live the, forever. The connection with Enoch and Noah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know, can know where, where they weren't even in the same time frame. His grandpa. Grandfather, right? And that's what the connection was. The reason that that motherfucker was able to live a thousand years is because there was a there was a layer of water. Moses lived about sixty or eighty years. Moses. Is that you said? Noah. Oh, Noah. <laughs> Noah's with the ark. Noah's after the Moses, or Noah Moses is after Noah. Right. No. Moses is the Ten Commandments. Okay. Right, I understand. Noah was him and his three sons, their three yeah. wives, on with all the animals to save salvation. Maybe. But the thing was, is that the, the way the world was shaped at that time was a greenhouse. Right? Because it, 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 there was a mention that said that the, the um, earth, the the skies were opened. The skies were a sphere, and the water line was open. The earth above the heavens, and the water above the heavens. The crazy part about that is that every dramatic drawing of Noah's Ark was always a boat shape. Balance turn, right? J Dubs took it a whole step further and every one of their arcs was square. Because they literally went by the order of the fucking cubic square feet by cubic We well, have to think too. You don't understand how you don't understand the measurements of Noah. It was totally So therefore was, you can't understand what a cubit is. Because a cubit at the time was the size of your forearm. That's the size of a cubit. I got you. But you understand that these fanatics are going above and beyond normal. I mean, to the nth of the degree of trying to prove that people are manipulating the Bible just to form their own character. That's that's where that's where you understand religion separated the Bible to man-made bullshit. It's a simple fact that there's going to be a list of this, this, and this happening. But uh, I mean, if we took it at a at a scientific standpoint, oh shit, were you there? I'm like, well, <laughs> <coughs> the J Dubs have said more than four times. It's the end of the world. This is the, this is this year is the epic year. It's come and gone. Come and gone. Come and gone. Come and gone. It's like it literally is sheep to the slaughter because people will believe what they want to believe That's because they don't know what the fuck else their life would be if they didn't follow the path they were told for most of their life. You know what? Let's talk about seatbelts and buses. No, fuck it, please. Oh, you told me not to talk about that. That's right. I'm sorry. 
Jesus. We've already had this discussion. Q&A. What kind of Q&A could we ask each other? I don't know. So you've explained a lot. I mean, you've got a lot of detail about your, your past and what you've been through and, you know, kind of that background. What is something that that you haven't maybe said? Shit. What is that deepest secret thing that nobody else knows? Is there a secret that I haven't shared? Shit, I don't really even think there is. There is something. Because you're thinking about it right now. I'm trying to think that there is. My brain, my brain hurts because I'm trying to think of what have I not shared? Is this something you're thinking of? No. Oh. I couldn't do this challenge. I'm challenging you. <laughs> no? No, it's you. Um, Those are that. That's yeah. very false. Yeah, I think of. What about you? you haven't shared yeah you know what I do have to share because you know what I've always been a big guy like when I was in kindergarten and I take, took my pictures with the entire school everyone thought I was a third grader because I was that much taller than the rest of the, everyone else sounds like Jackson exactly <laughs> it's huge But you know, I was bullied. And I was bullied all the way through. From first Did grade it. to end of, you know, first grade to, to graduate in high school. Because I was the gentle giant. Mm -hmm. But you know what, there was one time, like, well, there's, there's a couple of times that I, that I stood up for kids Sorry, part of hell. The uh, the special needs kids. Yeah. Really, really loved half of me around. Because they had a protector. Because they could say, "Hey, you know, Micah." That saved And then everybody would walk away. Because mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was fed up with the bullshit, getting bullied. And then you know what? There was, a, there, there was one time that I saw this guy push one of the special needs kids into a locker. Seriously. And I walked up to him. I grabbed his left hand, I put it up next to the locker, and I smashed every ball in his hand. Shit. I mean, inside, I want, I'm like, yay, I'm cheering you on, but... I'm, I regret it. Why? Because I, I got so upset. Did you get in trouble for it? Nope. See, and that's where I say, unless you've been there, you don't know. I was, 
from grade school all the way up to high school, my senior year. I never fit in in a specific group or clique. I was a floater in so many ways. But I was bullied way more for being the geek and the fat guy than I was for anyone thinking I was gay. Because religion was my shield. If someone said, hey, you want to hang out? I was like, oh, I can't because my, I have to get home as soon as I get finished because my father says, you know, church, blah, blah, blah. Or if someone said, hey, we're going to have this party the other night. No, I'm sorry, I can't because my church, blah, 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 blah. Or, hey, it would be really cool if you joined choir after school. I can't because of church, blah, blah, blah. So in that respect, it was a, it was a shield in... Why people didn't really ask me why I didn't date girls because I had just said, well, the church tells me I can't date unless I'm ready to get married. Oh, fuck, shit. I mean, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds. Well, yeah, I'm ready to get married. Yeah, they're like, fuck, who wants to do that? Shit, the So it was a deflection in a lot of ways, but... It was a saving grace in so many others because it also was a deflection that I could use for people not asking me the question that I, I wish the most they would never even ask. And that was, are you gay? Because it was a, if I can fucking push my foot against his door and hold off as many people as possible to even think that was an option that I've done my job. I have done my best acting job possible to make them think that I'm straight, I'm normal, I'm not everything that I've heard in church. And yet, I'm sure they all fucking do. And that's the funny part is because my family knew and even people in the church knew and it's just like, uh, you spend so much of your life wishing to be another person and just wishing to be loved and accepted and yet, the people who really want to know and care for you as you, for you will always be there. Yeah. So you know we've been talking for a long time about being off the grid. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest excitement that you have? I know it. Somewhat bit bittersweet in the respect of Being off the grid, we do not have to. We can do whatever the fuck we want to. As far as living our life, making our own dreams, you know, gardening, planting, composting, that kind of stuff. And in the same respect, it also scares the shit out of me because I'm like. I really like my technology. 
I really like Netflix. I really like Hulu. You can still have that at night. Mm-hmm. I'm a little BFE. Trying to find some setup. I'll pick up some goddamn random signal <laughs> in the middle of some forest. Because <laughs> well, Micah dreams of an underground cargo express suite. Solar powered, geothermal heated and cooled. Yeah, enough not amenities and living space to make it pleasant. And I'm all for it, but yeah, you will have to set up somebody's fucking digital satellite somewhere in the world in the woods because that shit ain't gonna happen overnight. <laughs> well no, I know that. The internet thing is yeah, that's <laughs> Being off grid doesn't necessarily mean having to be off Skynet. We can still be connected to Skynet just a little. Whatever, Skynet exists. What do you think NSA works out of? Anywho, so. Anywho, the. I'm, I, I have to. I. I am so excited all the time about learning new stuff about being self-sufficient and just tiny dropping shit and just living life to the fullest without the stress. Minimizing your carbon footprint. I talk about that a lot. A that, lot. You know what? And I cannot stand those curates. You know what? I know everybody loves their curates, but those pods... I heard it. We're trying to be bougie uh, for our earlier podcast visit from one of my friends. Bumpkins. Bumpkins Brains. Bumpkins Brains. And somehow I knocked over my martini glass and it broke. And I've had it for probably 20 plus years. And he's only used it once. Maybe twice. Okay, this is the second time that we've. No, used this, this is the third time, in twenty oh, years of using. When I moved in, these are Pier One, Cobalt Blue, Martini glasses. Yes, shaken, not stirred. We're not fucking monsters. So I, I'm thinking that the. Uh, next investment I do is really spending some time with a really good leather worker that can make me a really awesome uh, kilt. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't so much have to be an Irish or Scottish or no, this is gonna be a mica kilt. Um granted I'd have to change one part of my lifestyle which is Going commando, which I'd, I'd, I'd have to figure out a way of going loose with the kilt, but not free balling. And uh, what's what's really awesome is every time I've gone to Renaissance Fair, they have hundreds of these kilts. But you know what? They don't make them for half giants. No. And because I have this future of 
being off the grid and self-sufficient. I think that uh, I would just absolutely love having a kilt. There's so many like unitarian things about it. Just being free all day long while I'm working out in the, you know, actually trying to farm in the homestead. Yes, universalists. And I'm Lutheran. <laughs> actually, the crazy thing is, I've actually been baptized twice, been confirmed twice. Really? And, yeah, I've gone to a large. I've only been baptized once, but it was not as a baby. It was when I was 13 because I had to pass a series of doctrinal tests and also realizing... I'm sorry. Be a mask man, no. Hold on, I'm back. But yeah, I had to talk to uh, three church elders and have a working knowledge of church doctrine, or otherwise, I they would say I wasn't uh, qualified to do baptized. But yeah, so was, I was confirmed, confirmed twice, baptized twice. <laughs> and then there was the uh, communion. Two churches that I went to, I had to take communion classes. So it was a lot of work. And each time, I'd go to a different church. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll take this class again. Since I already know the answers. But then we all have questions. And that is where Micah and church don't meet. Because I have so many questions about certain things. And I don't expect one person to answer it all. I'm just grateful that I'm with my partner, Jason, for life. Because all that other shit really doesn't matter. But it does make us think. You know, what if we took religion out of everything? <laughs> I don't think we can necessarily do that. But we can also do another duty to humanity, which is just be nice to each other, love each other. Be kind to one another. 
and not just in word, but the one thing I love about the church that I attend now is <clears throat> almost every year we have a Love Thy Neighbor t-shirt, and every year it changes color. Every year we either add or wow. subtract, and it's gone from just love your gay neighbor to love your black neighbor to love your atheist neighbor to love your agnostic neighbor love your homeless to neighbor homeless to transgender to non-binary and it's like why do we have to continue to add to the list of just saying how about everyone human and not even human but when talk say something about your neighbor Bottom line, we're all human. It doesn't matter what our skin color is. It doesn't matter what, where we grew up. You know, what our nationality from our ancestry takes us back to. We're, we all fucking bleed red. Unless you're an alien green and bleed green or blue. And then we need to talk. But anyway. <clears throat> ultimately. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's a scenario of, we can't be anything other than who we are. And don't ever let anyone tell you Fucking a. who you should be. And you know what, I'll give you a good example from personal experience. My godmother passed away last year. And I had to take a trip with my parents because my father was in a boot. And I don't mean... A Canada boot. Canada a boot. He, would, he had a boot on his leg. <laughs> I know my northern accent comes out sometimes, but not that much, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but during that trip, you know what? The thing that hurt the most... Search results was what the hell? Yeah, sorry, Google went off. So good I was talking about my parents. Now he's gonna tell. He's gonna send a link to there. Yeah, no, my. Basically, what was told to me by my parents. Again, I'm 37 years old. My parents basically told me was whatever you do don't act yourself <coughs> and so well, what's wrong with the way that I act or that I talk <coughs> which is you don't have to you don't have to do this and you don't have to do that well you know what fuck you and I think I finally come hey. to that <laughs> realization that I'm going to be that guy that comes in and says hey I love everyone here but today I have to leave at this time and you know what the last time I went out there I said before I walked into my sister's house I said I'm I'm going to set down the ground rules. Uh, I'm going to set down that we're going to be leaving at this time. Y'all want to get butt hurt? 
get butt hurt right now because we're leaving at this time. It was quite interesting. And the dogs. Wow. The way that those dogs reacted to that trip there, I think had to do a lot with my confidence. When I just said, fuck it, this is when we're going to leave. And I did. And those dogs were completely sane. They would come up to me and ask me to put pet their head that's now that's very strange I, again you have secret to understand huge. that I am they were six foot five inside. 300 plus I'm a big dude but yeah so every Stella single did, time that I have ever it's one of the first times Stella home, yeah has never just completely lost her shit and just you know yeah it was like we walk in no event no crazy theatrics. It was awesome. I'm hoping for that next week. You know what I can tell, talk to people what, what we can talk about on the podcast too is... What? So our dogs have this issue with walking. That they go so good and then they go so bad. Well, our well, little girl has this thing of taking advantage of daddy and letting, you know, just run into the end of the, end of the uh, court. She acts like a fucking well, psycho on the outside. It's like, as soon as she hits the door, it's she runs as fast and as hard as she can until she hits the end of the line, a leash. Yeah, and then she just and runs then herself And then clotheslines herself. <laughs> because, and so, Micah, for a good... Two or three weeks, every time we walked them, he was very mindful to walk her and to make sure to keep her within distance. And now, there's moments when she has her excitable, like, oh, I'm losing oh, my shit. shit. I'm losing but my I shit. I click that button and lock her in within three to four feet. And after a good two, three minutes of us beginning our walk, she has been so calm. And she looks up like, are you here? Are you ready? Okay, let's go. And yeah, she does sometimes extend out towards the end of the leash, but she's not like frantically darting from here to there to there to there. And in that respect, it's like, it's been, she's, you'd love to see a different side of her. After she gets her initial, oh my god, Rasen, 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 then it's like, okay, I'm sorry, Daddy, I'll be back. I'm, okay. Keep it, I'll, I'll sit back. It's really cute. <laughs> we're hitting the, we're hitting the ball. So it might be a little wide here. <coughs> no, but you know what? It's, it is awesome. She, she really is such a good girl. And our, our daughter, our two D two. She is such a protector. <laughs> of her brother. Why none other? She, these two, these two dogs, you put them in a cage next to each other with any kind of separation whatsoever and they're losing their shit. Because they're not 
in that cage with their brother or their sister. They have such a very high connection level on so many spiritual, and it's actually kind emotional, of crazy because how mental, connected we are and how connected <coughs> they very. are. And yet, I'll never forget an old apartment Norman. I was sitting on the couch. She was in between my legs. There was a blanket over both of us. You said you were going to take the little boy into the bedroom and take a nap. And as soon as you clicked the door shut, her little head popped up. She shuffled the way out from under the blanket and started sniffing like, what's going on? What's happening? And then she realized little boy was in the room and she started, five minutes solid. She did not shut the fuck up until we opened the door and he popped up. I was like, Jesus Christ. It was like they they have a sixth sense when the other one is not near. It's and they crazy were like that and when funny, they were babies too but it's also so sweet. Melissa always joked that Melissa's my sister. She always joked, she said, Are you gonna are you gonna take uh the other dog too? And I laughed. But then when I started realizing how much his sister was standing up for him, just to make sure that he had enough food for that day. Yeah, she's definitely his protector. He's definitely, definitely Napoleon. That's nice. Uh, well, yeah. Um, he has a little man syndrome. Because he only has three paws. Hence, 3PO, three paws on. He, he's kind of the, uh, guardian of the household. Like, he has to, as soon as he hears anything that he think might possibly be out of touch. Or I'm somehow not <laughs> in the same Or I'm somehow not in the same He does his little high pitch, little whine, squeal, you know, bark. And I'm like, you're not even fucking part Beagle. I don't even know why you're... Those are your little mind. But yet, as soon as he barks, his sister could be in a dead sleep. And she's like, up on her feet, like, what's, what's going on? What are we going to do? What's happening? Are you okay? <laughs> like, assessing in the situation. And like, super protector as far as what the fuck's going on? What'd you do? Oh my god. Well, we're in the final minutes of our show tonight, friends. Mike, is there anything you want to say to the good people of our podcast? It may sound corny, but when it's they, the, when people have that posted on there, the live, laugh, love, you know, the corny saying, live, laugh, yep. love. It's for real. And all we have to do is think of those moments when we get angry and realize that there's a funny side to it. That should be our ultimate destiny. Live our life full 
and unapologetic. Laugh like you don't give a fuck who's listening. And love like it hurts. From the deepest of the regions, and even though it might be a lottery wheel, a spin of the disaster, you want to work so badly that sometimes it does, and sometimes you do win the jackpot. So, I did, and his name's Jason. You did, oh, babe. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Be safe. Monday's Memorial Day, so for those of you out there doing events and around family, I hope well, you Monday do is. love yourself. Huh? tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Monday. Um, you know, have fun. And love one another in every way possible. Stop digging it. I'm saying love one another. It's not fucking serious. But yeah. Have a good night. And we will see you whenever. Bye bye.